I will welcome everybody. Tom Miller here with my uh, partner, Katie Ridenauer. How are you today, Katie? Doing great. It's another beautiful day here down in, at the beach. It is a beautiful day. So thanks for joining us, everybody, to our uh, How to Get More Done in Less Time uh, webinar. And I challenged you to see if you had the time. Only join us if you had the time. <laughs> and uh, we, we guarantee... Um, and I loved uh, your guys' comments to us uh, about what you wanted to learn. And when we read about what you wanted to learn, and we're like, okay, we think we're, our presentation aligns perfectly. So hopefully we're speaking directly to you. And I could speak for firsthand experience. I know I'll be speaking about me because managing my time is a giant challenge for me. So why you might want to listen to Katie and I uh, today, I'll tell you why you might want to listen to Katie. Well, she's a... I'm an author of multiple books. She's a charter school founder, which means that she wrote the application herself. She did all the work and she received a uh, non-SEA grant at the time for what, uh, Katie, somewhere between 600 and a million million dollars, right? It was, it was 600. We ended up getting over a million dollars in grant funding in our first two years. Yeah. So, and so, and so she's a, so not only is she a grant writer now, but she's also been a recipient. And she's a mother of three wonderful young men. Uh, one of them just graduated school. And there's a many other, you know, things. And I don't know, I'm just a ladder climber who's just looking to be a ladder builder. And that just means I'm looking to be able to help as many people as I can have a better lives. And Katie and I, were both certified coaches through the largest leadership company in the world, which is the John Maxwell team. And there's over 30,000 coaches now. If you're ever interested in learning more about what the John Maxwell team does and how it could benefit you, you know, please reach out uh, to Katie and I. So what I definitely want to talk about here for, for uh, my part, uh, Katie is, is, and everybody on the call here, and, and I see we've got Yvonne's here and Leasia, that's great, and Emily. Yeah, so let us know where you're coming from. Yeah, learn how to be procrastination. <laughs> that's right. Well, those... Those are one of my two here, you know, Emily, uh, when I thought about it, you know, what is, what are the two things that have really, really hurt me? So if you'll bear with me for three minutes, I'm going to show you a little bit, uh, and some of you have maybe seen this video, but we're going to take a little second here uh, down some memory lane for some of us. Let me know if the volume's okay here. Oop. Katie, am I muted? Is that not working? It's not, well, I'm not hearing anything. Yep. Probably because when I took the Zoom thing off, I see, I didn't practice. I didn't practice the same way. You got to practice the same way you do it every time. So here we go. Have you isolated the red wire? That's wrapped now it's good. Wire? Yeah. Should we cut that one? Cut the yellow wire? Look, can you hurry up? We're running out of time over here. No, don't cut it yet. That wire is connected to the timing circuit, and it will speed up the timer. Trust me, we, we don't need that. How much time is left? Less than a minute. Can we speed this up a little bit? Absolutely. Is there some kind of digital keypad for entering numbers? Ten, or nine, eight. Wait a minute. Uh, we really don't have a minute. Look at these numbers. Minutes, seconds. Days. This bomb is set to go off in a thousand days? Wait a minute, you're telling me your bomb is set to go off. Uh, hey. What, what, 
what, what happened? Apparently, this bomb is set to go off in two and a half years. <gasps> you totally have me freaking out here. I guess this isn't really an emergency anymore. All right. Thank you so much. Sorry to bother you. Uh, but don't you want us to come get the... That was crazy. <laughs> Man, I'm really glad you saw that. I thought that was, you know, all she wrote. I know. Ugh. Wanna go get some ice cream? <laughs> Why not? Right. Plenty of time. You've been there, Emily, I see. <laughs> well, you know there's something important you should be doing. I like how they put the hat on the bomb. <laughs> Part of the family. something I'm supposed to be doing today? Well, if it's earth shattering, I'm sure it'll come to you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Die Hard? We're totally watching this. You want some popcorn? Procrastination. What are you putting off that's eventually gonna blow up in your face? All right, so in the chat box, go ahead and tell us, you know, what, is that, what does that video make you, make you feel? Does it make you remember anything? Does it bring any bad thoughts or memories to you? What, what is it that that video may cause you? So I see uh, I can relate to the toxic people in our life. <laughs> That's right. That's true, right? Uh, I used to call my wife many times that she was the uh, sabotager, right? When I was maybe, you know, when she was uh, pregnant, I would have to like train for marathons so I wouldn't gain so much weight, right? So we definitely, because, you know, we definitely need to make sure that we surround ourselves with uh, people who help us, right? And can hold us accountable. That's the law of, of accountability, right? I can count on you to be able to help me focus on the right things. There's I likely asked us. Know which things, yeah, which, which things are bombs and which things are firecrackers. Well, <laughs> that's an interesting point because, you know, you put enough firecrackers in your shoe, it's going to hurt, right? It's, that's what uh, uh, Muhammad Ali said. He said, it's not the boulder, right, that's going to get you. It's the tiny pebble in your shoe that you face every time. So my, so my two obstacles right here is one was procrastination. And I've, I've accomplished a lot. Um, in terms of, you know, certifications or in things that I've done. But the issue is that I mainly have is to get there, I go down so many rabbit holes, right? Now, give me a yes in the box if you know what I'm talking about down the rabbit hole. 
of things. A yes, or I've been there, or it's, it's just, I just love learning. And sometimes when you love learning, right, or you have, uh, you know, maybe your ego is a little big, you feel like you have to do everything. Give me a yes if you feel like I just have to do it all. It's just better if I do it myself. If I learn how to do that, and I think someone just said this recently on one of our calls, like, well, I need to learn how to do all of the budgeting before I'm able to empower someone else to do it. I was like, that's, that's backwards thinking. You need to go find someone who could do your budgeting, and you need to know what you need to know. I'm not saying don't know anything about it. But sometimes we go way down rabbit holes, Katie, right? We just, we just dive oh, yeah. all the way down and we just love it. And I, you know, with all this, you know, and now, right, when, when you know, all of us are in quarantine <laughs> and then there was all that technology coming out and all these free programs, I was like, oh, no, teachers love being creative. This is going to be a nightmare for a lot of them because they're going to be working 14, 15 hour you know, days to learn how to do all the nuances of Zoom, right? To get their settings right or to get their video right. Uh, like even Katie and I, like we we have practiced that transition to a video before, but I wasn't I wasn't on my phone the first time that I did it. I was on the computer. So there you go, right? So even if you put the time in, there's still those interruptions and you're like, yeah, see, it's just gonna screw up anyway. We'll just always do it the same way. But here's the thing that you have to realize that in a Activity at work or at home or wherever. I mean, being active doesn't necessarily mean you're being productive. Yeah. Just just means that something's going on, right? You either don't know how to do it, or you're avoiding something, right? You're you're avoiding the hard stuff to be able to get there. So that's John Maxwell's law of priorities. And John, John says that, you know, activity isn't necessarily accomplishment. Well, that's really disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that was the case, then I would be, you know, real good all the time. I, I, right. I would be the most, you know, productive person ever because it's hard for me to ever turn it off. But, so then I read this book by Michael Pollan called Focus. Actually, it was Michael Schmoker's book called Focus, but he had, he had this quote in there from uh, Michael Fullen, who does a lot of education leadership stuff. And he said that this Kinney is about finding the smallest number of high leverage, easy to understand actions that unleash stunningly powerful consequences. I have to say it again because one, it's a tongue twister, but it's just, just to say it makes me feel good. I'm like, oh, I only have to like, know the one thing like what's the one thing so the skinny is about finding the smallest number of high leverage easy to understand actions that unleash stunningly powerful consequences hmm. so that ties right in katie with what john maxwell teaches us is that consistency compounds over time consistency compounds over time and 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 our other mentor, Paul uh, Martinelli, will say, you know, he said, look, a lot of the problems is with, you know, getting started is that we feel like we have to be experts in it. Or like, you know, if I'm looking to lose weight or to work out or, you know, whatever my goal is, I'm like, well, I can't find 30 minutes in a day. And so, so why can't you just start with five? Well, five minutes, I'm not even going to break a sweat, you know. 
we we already build up these these like like excuses, right? Tell me, you know, what excuses have you used to put something off? And if you don't think five minutes is a long time, Katie, hold your breath, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I mean, that's how you I write a book. Is yeah. you you write a yes. book every day. You show up every day to that piece of paper, that computer, whatever you're using. You show up every day, and you have a book. Yeah. So Ryan says it definitely feels like a bomb going off when someone, something I have forgotten or put off, right, comes right back. Yeah. And, and, and we're going to talk a lot about that uh, today because typically, you know, one of the things that you have to realize is that your brain wasn't built to be a desktop, right? You, you know, your brain needs to be free of thinking. So you've got to get those things out of your head. And that's one of the things that Tom, we can't hear you. Okay, you guys can't. Can you mark in the chat if you are able to hear Tom? Lose it for some reason. You, you, yes. Now you're back. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, so, so I don't know if you heard uh, what I said, but those five, hour, those five minutes per day over time equate to 30 hours in a year, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you could get a lot done in 30 hours. So what I want to share here is that others can stop you temporarily, but only you can stop yourself permanently, okay? Only you can stop yourself permanently, and you need to understand that. So a lot of you might be asking like, hey, Tom, how do I, but how do I even know what I'm supposed to be doing? I mean, we get this a lot, you know, how do I know that I'm supposed to, what I'm supposed to do? So John Maxwell teaches, and if you've been on, you know, some of our sessions, the three R's, okay, the three R's. So you might want to write these down. You might want to write these down, the three R's. The first one is required. These are things that I must do and nobody can do it for me okay these are the things that only i can and should do for myself right or for my organization it's also the second r is return right and and this is that these are the things that the organization gets the greatest return at when you do them when you do them so if anything that you're doing right now that anybody in your organization can do is 80% as well as you can, you need to delegate them to do it, empower them, teach them. And just, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. And I was telling Katie, I was like, you know, today was a prime example. Like, you know, just, you know, uh, because I can make a web page or I can set up the email <laughs> systems or I can cut and paste videos doesn't mean I should do it, right? What I should do is be you know, spending more time, which is something that I'm required to do is to research, write, create content, help, you know, clients. Like these are things that should be required of me on a daily basis. And the organization gets a great return at them 
when I do certain things, right? Like the organization gets a great return when Katie works with, you know, schools to write grants. They're not going to get much of a return when I do it. I could do it. It'll be bad, right? <laughs> Does that make sense, everybody? Tell me that it makes sense. Give me a yes, a yes in the box if it makes sense here. So the yeah. first R is what, I, what must I do that nobody could do for me, okay? And the second one is return. Now the third R is an important one. This is reward. Okay, these are the things that fill your heart, right? So you really wanna make sure that you, you, know, you take a little step out of your comfort zone, but you gotta stay in your strength zone and, and, and do what, you know, that pleases you. When I was in the Office of Charter Schools, you know, part of my job was to write best practices articles. I love, it filled my heart to go visit schools and learn from the leaders and see and, and you know, see the kids and identify the great, you know, um, school um, improvement initiatives. I loathed coming back to the office and writing a technical article about it because I wasn't good at it. Now, if we would have had, you know, Katie or another really strong writer on the team, or if I just would have asked them, you know, hey, who wants to partner with me who's really good at technical writing, we probably would have crushed it. But it's not, I didn't understand it. I just thought because it was in my job description, everybody, <laughs> I thought it was just my responsibility to do it. And what the clear understanding is that responsibility just means that it had to be done. You catch this, everybody? Responsibility just means that you're responsible that it gets finished. However, you're not required to do it all. You can't do it all. You can't do it all. Emily liked that one, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Everything is your responsibility, right? So just, just think about it. No matter what role you're in, whether you're at home, in your community, at your work, it's all your responsibility, right? It's my responsibility that the bills are paid, that we pay the mortgage. I don't have to do it, right? I can set up an automator. I can ask my wife or there's other ways, you know, I can have someone else do it. Okay. But there's only some things that I can and should do. So let's have a competition right now. I know you all have your to-do list in front of you right now. I want you to type in what are some things on your to-do list that other people could do? This means that, that, that they could do it as 80% as well as you can. Whoever gets the most, I've got a gift for you. So go ahead, come on, put them in there. Take out your to-do list. I'm gonna give you a minute here. What are some things on your to-do list right now that someone else could do? There we go. Decorating for graduation, website where Katie's got send updated picture for landing page, video teachers goodbye message, research other charters distance learning policy. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things. Keep them coming in here. Come on, graduation details. You can rely on us for the distance learning information, Emily. We're yeah. collect we've yeah. collected a ton of that. So, you yeah. know, you can take that off your to-do list or just delegate it to us. And Katie's <laughs> actually reading them. 
<laughs> Katie's actually reading them and going to pull out some good stuff. They're yeah, fascinating. But, yeah, well, that's part of that's yes. And you just nailed it, right? That's part of the problem. That's, that's the rabbit hole. That's the rabbit hole. So what, so what you, you know, Katie's going to teach you in a second is, okay, it's cool to go down the rabbit hole, but you know, you got to have some sort of boundary around the rabbit hole. So here we go. Yay. Emails. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So you just need to realize this leaders and you're all leaders, no matter everybody in your organization is a leader. So, you know, I'm going to ask you at the end of this, what are you going to teach someone else? You need to teach them that you never advance to the point where you don't need to prioritize. You need to prioritize. You need to know what you're responsible for versus what you're required to do and prioritize what you're required to do. And Katie's going to take us through that. And, and we've got a bunch of exercises uh, that, you know, we're going to have in a workbook, you know, for you, if you want to, you know, buy the workbook when it's done or, you know, we, what we would love Katie is everybody to come into our accountability program, like every single week. Mm -hmm. I mean, imagine, I mean, we love it, right? The leaders that we've got going through it now, every single Monday, they tell us what they're going to do for the week. And then they come right. back the Monday after and we ask them because it's up on the list. How did you do with this? What, you know, got in your way? You know, is this something you should be doing or someone else could do, right? So we're really going to teach you through that. So we'll invite you into that uh, for the end of the call. So these three uh, questions you need to ask yourself, and I'm going to turn it over uh, to Katie here. Have you learned to carve out specific time to work on those vital few, right? If you were on our strategic planning call, we talked about the Pareto principle, and that's 80% of your results come from 20% of your inputs. And I'm gonna talk more about that when we talk about Covey's Quadrants, right? But do you even have a specific time to work on the vital few things, right? So you need to know what the vital few is, right? First, Katie, and then I, then I gotta find time. You're gonna teach us how to do that. Then have you identified what team members that you could delegate those other things to, right? Your success is going to be directly correlated to the people you surround yourself with. So that's important. And then lastly, how are you helping your people? Just ask yourself, like, how am I helping my people, my school, or my business if I do everything? It's kind of selfish, to be honest, right? It's egotistical and selfish to just do it all. And, and, and that's a whole other issue. It could be a trust factor. It could be that your team's not very good or, you know, you know they haven't had the right training. I mean, whatever it is, that question number three should really kind of get get some people's backs up right because that's mm -hmm. a real that's a real big part of the issue so katie take us through um your your key uh, results in your calendar conversation and if you need me to stop sharing you just let me know when that works okay no this this works for me right. it's not a bad it's not a bad picture of me so i'll you can keep <laughs> it up <laughs> so i want to talk to you about key result areas and every job has key result areas. So think of them as that short list of goals that guide you, you know, so you know that you're doing your job. And I know I, you know, I'll assess, um, even though I don't think I have a job description, do I, Tom? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, it all done. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you know, most people can tell you generally about what their job entails. The problem is if you're not crystal clear about why you are on the payroll, it's gonna be really hard to measure your success. 
And it's, it's hard for you to do your best and be promoted faster if you don't have real clarity on what that is. I, I was thinking when I was, you know, we were working through this training, I was thinking about this assistant principal that I worked with a few years ago, and I was having a one-on-one -on -one coaching session with him. And I said, you know, tell me about your key result areas. And he talked for about 10 minutes. And I said, so narrow that down. Tell me exactly, how do you know when you've been successful? And he said, that's the problem, I don't. And I said, okay, so, you know, when do you, when you put your head down on the pillow at night, how, you know, how do you feel? And he's like, uncertain. I don't know if I've done my job. I really want to. And so I don't want you to have that feeling. I want to get, I want to give you some tools to get that clarity. So you, when you put your head down at night, you're like, yes, I did a good job. I've done everything I can do because you, you've been hired to get specific results. Your salary is payment for a specific quantity and quality of work. But conflict can occur when the employer and the employee don't necessarily agree on those key result areas. So you have to get clarity first. And maybe you're like that assistant principal who doesn't have that clarity. And so I'll tell you what I told him. I said, I want you to spend some time writing down your key result areas, write them down. And he's like, well, I'm making a lot of assumptions. I said, well, you know your job best, right? And maybe you're missing a few, but I'm saying write it down and then have the meeting with the principal and say, you know, I'd really like some clarity. You know, could we, could we have some time to discuss this? And that helps everybody because then the principal knows what you consider to be important and less important, and, and then you can be successful. So think about it this way. Each job can be broken down into five to seven key result areas. You wanna keep it to five to seven. Um, you know, so kind of think of those overarching areas that you, you know, like instruction, operations, finance, you know, those could be some of the terms that you use. But think about the results that your, performance is directly tied to uh, because your failure to perform in one area could lead to a failure at your job you know so you want to think about it in those terms so five to seven things that if you don't do one of them you know that could really cause your, you know your boss to say we're gonna have to part ways um, so the more clarity you can get on that the better so think of a key result area as something that you alone are completely responsible for. You know, it could be doing teacher observations or it could be ordering supplies. You know, there are a whole bunch of different things at a school that that could result, but a key result area is an activity that is under your control. Doesn't mean you have to do it. And like Tom was saying, you know, you can delegate things out. So if there's someone who can do 80% and do 80% as well as you, and it can be hard to give that up. I, I did all the open houses when I first opened a school and I really enjoyed doing it. I love talking with the parents and getting to know the kids who might be coming to my school, but I didn't need to be the one doing it all the time. I had a really sharp teacher who wanted to become an administrator. So I started giving that job to her. Now, was it perfect every time? Did she do it the way I would do it? No. But was it good? Yeah. And we, you know, our enrollment kept rising. So, um, and we would have a debrief every time. What went well? What would you change? So when we get off this call, write down your KRAs, your key result areas. You know, spend a little time saying, well, what is it? What if I was on an elevator and I had to tell somebody the five to seven things I'm responsible for, what would they be? 
you know? Um, so then once you have those down, everybody with me, and once you have those down, now you have to do the hard part. You have to grade yourself. You have to say from one to 10, how am I doing in each of these key result areas? And that can be really hard to grade yourself. But, um, you know, like Tom was saying, you know, he really enjoys building all these websites and all these landing pages. Now I've done it, but the company does not get any return when I do it because it takes so much time. The quality is not anywhere near when Tom does it or when, um, you know, some people who with expertise do it. So I would rate myself a one on the technology side. <laughs> Luckily, I don't think that's one of my key result areas. It's making the content and, and you know, completing products. So that's, that's where, that, those are my key result areas. So take the time to judge yourself. Like, where am I one to 10? And think of the grades this way. You know, your weakest key result area is really your lid. That's as high as you can go. It's going to limit how well you're going to perform in all of your key result areas. It's kind of like that bomb ticking in the back of your mind, like that video showed. They always knew it was there. And that distraction is keeping you from your highest ability. So if you're able to get rid of that distraction, go ahead. Like, why didn't they dismantle the bomb when they had a thousand days to do it? I would just want to get it off my list. Um, so, you know, you don't want anything holding you back, right? So think about what's holding you back. Sometimes it's better if you just go ahead and put it out there. So if you want to put it in the chat, you know, what are some things holding you back? I would love to see that. Um, and I see Ryan's added in the chat. The largest concern for me in my first year as head of school that there have been so many things I, I'm being told I have to do myself. Okay, and so that's where you need to get clarity you know, is, you know, what is it that I have to do? What can I designate, you know, delegate to somebody else? Because like Tom said, you can't do it all. And running a school, even though I know your school is small, it doesn't matter. The work you have to do is the same as Lake Norman has to do, right? One of the biggest charter schools in the state, the same as Lincoln Charter has to do, because, uh, you know, you still have to do the performance framework and, and everything else. So I would want, that would be something I'd want to really talk through and, and push and push and say, well, who, who else could do this? Yeah. Um, and what do you want to add, Tom? Yeah, I was going to hop in for a sec. Mm -hmm. There's some really good points that Katie's making. So I want to make sure that everybody kind of reflects on, on that. She asked you, what are you most responsible for? Right? So mm -hmm. if you go back to John's three R's, but then she also asked you, does it align to your strengths on? Now, some of you on this call have gone through our disc uh, profile and on page 17, it specifically tells you what your strengths are. And so when I take, you know, folks through the disc uh, debrief, like we go to that page and I start asking them, what is in your job? And then how are these seven indicators of strength? Like, are they aligned? Because if they're not aligned, then you need to have that conversation Katie's talking about. Because if you don't have that conversation, and you spend, let's just think about this, everybody. If you spend hours of time in your weaknesses, right? Or if you spend hours of time doing work that you think you're, you're supposed to be doing, but your boss doesn't want you to do that, what do you think the result's gonna be? Well, you know, 
not wanting to be there, <laughs> hating your job, <laughs> hating the people you work with, mm -hmm. all, all because, all because, and that was me, right? That was me at, in the office. I mean, that's one small example of so many where now I realize and I go back, oh my gosh, no wonder I wasn't feeling good about things. I was way out. I was way out of my strength zone only because the job description said this is what it entailed. And we, I think what I hear you saying, Katie, is you got to get away from job descriptions and you got to get more focused on, you know, hiring for key uh, result areas and what the organization needs. Is that, is that what you're saying? That's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. I mean, so you want to align, like what does the organization need from you and what skills do you have so you can push the organization forward? Right. So how are you the difference maker in that organization? And that's what those key result areas are. Nobody else can do what you do, uh, that unique set of skills that you bring to the table. So the more you can articulate them and get them really clear in your head, then you have your to do list really clear every single day. And it's really easy to say no to those items that that aren't one of those key result areas you say oh no i i, I you know like i saw liaja on here that she got rid of the e-rate grant from her to-do list i've been there liaja i was so relieved when somebody else took that one of our board members took that over um yeah so you just say you're like that's not that's not something in my wheelhouse that's not a key result area and give it to your tech savvy board member let let that person handle it she or he probably will love that world so that's exactly right, Tom, is figure out what you're really good at. And, and, you know, and sometimes this helps you understand if you're in the right position, right? Because if maybe what you're really good at isn't going to move the, the organization forward, you know, my husband's just made that realization and he starts a new job June 2nd. So, um, so having that clarity about what you're good at doing and what the organization needs can really be a difference maker. So to kind of sum up the key result areas, these are the steps to take. So identify those five to seven key result areas and grade yourself from one to 10. Where am I with 10 being the strongest, one being the weakest? Then, you know, make a goal. That one that has the, um, the, the lowest score, make a goal to work on it, to improve it. And then you're gonna be able to raise the score on all of them because you won't have that bomb ticking in the back of your mind, thinking like, oh, I really need to work on this. I really need to work on this. You'll be able to move forward. So sounds easy peasy. I know it's hard work. So, you know, let me know, is this helpful? Um, do you think it will help you manage your time more efficiently? You know, go ahead and say yes in the chat box if you think, you know, defining your KRAs would help you. Yeah, and one, you know, one uh, question, Katie, that I, <laughs> that I challenge people all the time. And I'll just be sitting somewhere and I'll say out loud these words, right? Everybody, I want you, I want you to start, I want you to say these words out loud right now. I, I really shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> and every time you catch yourself saying, I shouldn't be doing this, you need to write it down. And just like Katie said, you need to either find someone that we'll do it start, you know, starting tomorrow or just stop doing it all together. We'll talk about that in a few minutes, but, and then you'll find out whether it's actually important. That's exactly right. Yeah. So now let me show you what it looks like uh, because it's great to have the key result areas and then, you know, 
the work schedule gets going and you have to, you know, then you have to figure out what, what your priorities are. So I have this comprehensive calendar and I know Emily's seen this before. Um, so let me see, for some reason I'm not seeing the, oh, here it is. Here's the share screen button. Okay, so here's the comprehensive calendar. Can you all see that, that document that says comprehensive calendar? Yes. Okay, perfect. Okay, so those KRAs, those key result areas, you see them right at the top. So you transfer them and you put them right here. So you have them right in front of you. And then if you look at the chart, it, it has the week laid out, Monday to Friday, and then it has key result areas. And that's what goes in that first row at the top of the chart. And it's because, so this comes from the book, The Together Leader by Maya Heck Merlin. And she said, well, you know, if these are your key result areas, you need to focus on them every week. So make it easy and organize your week with those key result areas. So perhaps Monday can be your instructional day. You know, Tuesday, that's when you do your ordering. I'm going to show you one that's filled out in just a second. It's on the next page. But, um, but I just wanted you to kind of, kind of orient you to the table. And I can't recommend that book highly enough, The, the Together Leader. It's all about um, how to organize your time, your thinking, you know, your instruction, uh, and, and to be a more effective school leader. So it's, it's a great book. But so then she chunks the time. She's like, okay, we have the morning, 7 to 10. We go to mid-morning, afternoon, closing, and evening. And she's, think, you know, she's encouraging you to think about your time in those chunks. Because I don't know about you, but I know I've gotten to the end of a school day when I was a school leader and I'm like, what did I do today? It's just a blur. Well, so let's take the blurriness out, even though I know during COVID-19, my husband and I have been joking that every day is blurs day. Um, but, you know, you know, like, let me show you, this is my, this is my count. Oh, you can't see it because I'm really small but I have my key result areas on my calendar and every day I get to check those off. So, so think of the chunks of time. So you have your key result area at the top and then you, then you start putting in those items that align with your key result areas and you put the most important things in first. Okay, so now let's go to what you need to do next. You're all required to go to meetings. Right, you have IEP meetings, you have meetings with your staff, meetings with you have your vendors. So you have to put those on your calendar too. But think about if they're happening at the right time of day. Just because the meeting with the EC coordinator has always been on, at Tuesday, on Tuesdays at 10 o'clock, does that still work, right? So what have you set up that, that maybe it, it can be changed? And we're gonna talk about how to make that determination in just a second. Next one is, what's the standard stuff you have to do every week? It's a little different now that we're, uh, you know, remote learning, but you know, when you're at the school, you have bus duty, you have, you know, you might be just walking, you know, leading while walking around, you're in the cafeteria, you have things that you have to do. So put those on your calendar as well, because they do take time. So start putting everything that you are actually responsible for onto your calendar. And just some tips. Um, so place your hardest work where your energy is highest. For me, I'm a morning person. So if I'm gonna, if I have to do some really heavy thinking, I I get up at five every day. So if I have to get something done, 
that's when I'm going to do it. And, you know, Tom knows I'm up, <laughs> you know, so if he knows, hey, he might send me a text because he knows that's when I'm doing my thinking. Uh, but if you need to figure out when, when is the best time of day for you, Daniel Pink in his book, When, he helps you kind of think through and he has a survey in there to help you figure out when is the best time of day because he says we all go through these peaks and valleys of, of energy throughout the day. So figure out when where your peaks and valleys are and schedule accordingly. So if you find yourself, you know, really dreading doing part of your job, it might be because you haven't scheduled it at the right time when your energy is at the height that it needs to be. And then block out proactive loose time or thinking time, right? On this calendar, it's called flex time. You'll see that she has it here on Friday. So this is when you just take care of those loose ends that maybe you don't have a specific category for them. And you have to have time for exercise and eating. Um, but so look at this schedule here. This is a sample school leader schedule. You'll see the, the key result areas here at the top. You have instruction, data and culture, recruitment. You know, I'd love to see what are some of your key result areas. If you'll go ahead and put them in the chat box. So I, these are the things that you would put on your calendar right at the top. So you know to focus on those that particular day. So what are some of the key result areas that folks have? Yeah, Katie, while they're writing them, I had added in, um, you know, client acquisition is a huge key uh, result area. Client, you know, satisfaction, training mm -hmm. the team, um, you know, keeping projects moving forward. Um, what else I put in here? Uh, setting the standards, improving my own leadership, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, a big part of, of our job, like Katie said earlier, you know, to Emily is to read and be informed so we can better inform you. Right, so these are the things. Now, there's a whole bunch of other things that we do, but we know through our rule of five, and some of you may have gone through a rule of five training, which makes me think about, Katie, maybe we'll pull that back out and uh, send this to everybody who was on the call today as a special uh, gift uh, bonus so they can mm -hmm. go through and understand the rule of five. And, the, you know, these are the five things that I should be doing every single day to right. get the organization to where we need to be. No, who, no, Torchlight, reading emails from DPI is not something that you should be doing. <laughs> I'm going to say it right now. No, it's not. You can train other people to read emails and identify which ones are most important. I'm sorry. Public relations, okay, yeah, being the face of the organization, driving the culture, that's good. Maybe developing teachers. Maybe you're the curriculum you know, guru at your school. And so, you know, one thing, um, you know, Kate, I don't know if you were going to spend a lot of time on, on this part is about identifying the people who, who will be the next you, right? A big right. part of your job as a leader is to teach adults how to lead other adults. I mean, if I don't see this, I mean, we got a lot of principles on here. Everybody should have that. My job is to teach adults how to be better leaders. Mm -hmm. huge yeah, part absolutely. Of, huge part of your day because now you're identifying and teaching the next person who could read emails, right? Or do the budget or whatever it may be. Um, so everybody should be working themselves out of a job. That's right. That's exactly right. No, and that's all I was going to do with this. So, you know, Tom, we'll, we'll, we'll go on to the next item that you were going to talk about the 15 minute miracle.
okay. to help everybody uh, figure out what they're doing right now, spending <laughs> their time on. Yeah, so I'm super curious. You know, when you when you signed up for this, you should have got an email with your 15 minute miracle. Um, well, well, and then we're gonna talk about it in a second. So, but if you did it, get it out. Um, but make sure you have your to-do list out right now. Let me just take a couple minutes and hit on this uh, Covey's Quadrants. Either raise your hand or shoot a message in here. Have you seen Covey's Quadrants uh, before? Like, do you, do you know what Covey's Quadrants here? So we've got four, there's four blocks. And um, we have one of these two that we'll, we'll make sure we put in a workbook to help out people better understand this. But so in the top left-hand corner, these are the urgent and important things that happen. So um, you know, maybe this is like, well, I, I had a training at noon, like somebody had to be prepared for it, right? Uh, or maybe you have like an emergency call, or maybe there's a parent who came running into the building upset, or maybe one of your, you know, children just, you know, fell or your dogs, you know, wherever. Then you have the important things, right? And when I say important, that means that they align to your key result areas that Katie just taught you about. Okay, did everybody catch that? I paused so you could think about it. <laughs> what Katie just shared with you, identifying what's the most important things, the three R's, what's required of me? What do we get the greatest return when I do them? The key result areas, that's, that's what should be up top here, okay? So then you have a non-urgent box and you have an urgent box. And then down here at the bottom, these are not important things, but sometimes not important things become urgent. Like if I was the only one in the house and my dog needed to be let out, right? That's urgent, not critically important to my task. It's important so I don't have, you know, a dirty floor. And then there's things that are not important and not urgent. And this is why I had to get rid of cable. But, you know, Katie, now that we've got all these other streaming channels, I got to make another decision soon because there's just too much, right? Just you could spend hours. I mean, we've spent so many hours watching Wicked Tuna and Deadliest Catch, I think, during this quarantine. So these are the, these are the Covey quadrants. I haven't seen anybody say that they know the Covey's quadrants, so maybe we need to spend more yeah. time. Yeah, no yeses so far. No yeses. All right. Well, I may have just, like, insulted everybody, too. So when I said, no, that's not your job. But, okay, so this is where we should spend our time, okay? This is where we should, as leaders, spend our time. You should spend 20% of your day in the important urgent stuff. And that's maybe even high. Like if you've really got it down. So these are the things that need to be done right, right now. Okay. And 80% of your day in the non-urgent list. So this is quadrant two. And quadrant two should be like developing the professional development for next year, right? Making sure that the, you know, a school calendar aligns or you know, maybe it's recruiting students or um, recruiting new teachers or uh, working with your leadership team. Uh, maybe it's, you know, creating the communicate, you know, working with your team to uh, create the communication plan through the summertime. I mean, whatever it is, these are important tasks, but they're not necessarily urgent. When I say urgent, it means I don't have to do them exactly right now. But what's important is that your calendar every day has blocks of time for this type of thinking and this type of work. Instead, I know when I was a principal, this was, this is really what my day looked like. 70% <laughs> of my day was in the important urgent. And another 15% was in the not important, but it was urgent. 
And then I would spend 10 you know, percent of my day doing stuff I probably shouldn't do. And maybe if I was lucky, 5% of my day was spent forward thinking or developing people. What do you think, everybody? I mean, I know this is crazy, right? When I say like, this is what you should be spending your time. The most successful leaders are probably even better than this. But would this be a pretty good reality of how we're spending our time? So what you know, Katie was sharing, like if you've done your 15 minute miracle, <laughs> this is what you do, is now you have some data. And you could go back to the four quadrants, you know, having a better understanding of what you know, a quadrant was and look at it. I'm not lying, go back to your quadrants and look how much of my day was spent on quadrant two work, on developing the future of the school or developing people or growing myself or whatever those things may come. And then what you need to do here is, is you know, you need to start in this list, this top left quadrant, this urgent and important things. Every single day, at the end of your day, you need to reflect and say, okay, what did I do today that I shouldn't do tomorrow? And then you write the person's name next to it. And you're going to start telling them, like, because you're so good at X, right? Because you're so good at attention to detail, Cynthia, here's what I want to do. I'm going to, you know, teach you about the DPI emails that come through and how to read them, what to look for. And um, you, you're going to be responsible for now, you know, not immediately, not starting tomorrow, but you're going to be ultimately responsible over time to read these and get them in the right place. And so this goes, to, I don't have it in the screen, but you guys made me think about John Maxwell's five, you know, steps to uh, modeling. And maybe Katie, you can put these in the chat box as I talk through. So the first mm -hmm. step is, you know, I do it and you watch me, right? It's modeling. And then the second step is we do it together. It's a collaboration, right? We're working at together on the task. Step three is you do it and I'm coaching you. I'm overseeing you. I'm, I'm mentoring you. I'm helping you be, you know, be better. Step four is you do it by yourself. And step five is now you go teach someone else how to do it. So it's off your plate. That's called multiplication. So everything that is in your urgent and important box which you're not going to be able to identify unless you've done the other work, right? Unless you <laughs> identify what your key result areas are, what is required of you, okay? Because that's, that's why this urgent, you know, box is so high. These are all your responsibilities. And like I said, you're responsible for it all, but you're not required to do it all. So anyway, so you look at it 70% and you start to, okay, here's some people that I could start to give things to. Now you can't do it all tomorrow, but gosh, imagine if you were able to do one thing every day. Remember that five minutes I talked about? If you were able to take, let's just say 10, 15 things off your plate per day that save you somewhere between 60 minutes and 90 minutes a day, hallelujah, <laughs> that's 10 hours a week. That's 500 hours a year. Do you not think you could start living the life of your dreams with an extra 500 hours a year? If you don't think you can, then just hang up now. But if you think you can, tell me, yes, I can. I want 500 more hours. So that's what you're going to do. You, you've got a copy of the 15-minute miracle. So over the next five days, I want you to fill it out. And I want you to be honest with yourself and be gentle on yourself. It's okay. And then start to identify like who, who can do it and what will they do. 
and get an accountability partner. And, and we would love to be your accountability partner. You know, we would love to have you as part of our, you know, our, our, our boot camp, our accountability boot camp. And, and, you know, every Monday we'll all get on a call together and we'll all talk about, Hey, here's, here's what the action step I had last week. Uh, I, nope, I missed it. Or yes, I got it. And we help and we coach and, and we'll do some, you know, uh, training and, and, you know, on there, and then you'll come back the next week and, and then you'll just say, Oh, this was my action step last week, guys. And no, or yes, I was able to do it. But ultimately every single week, having someone, a group of people to check in with, right? You know, normally, you know, what we're going to get with this is one, you're going to get a disc personality profile, which is normally $97 with a, you know, debrief. And that shows you how your strengths in leadership and how you communicate and, 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 you know, the best working environment and why you do what you do. Then, you know, Katie and I are creating this really nice workbook that will help you, you know, identify your rule of five and what you're required to do and how to start empowering and delegating people. And then you're going to get this group uh, coaching, which, you know, normally, you know, people pay $997 to do this. Now, Katie, how much would you guess that we should, what do you think we should actually charge for a second? If we were going to actually charge, you know, people do some professional up so they could save up to 500 new hours a year, 500, Katie, what do you think? Well, you know, I'm just an English teacher by training, but if I did my math right, it looked about $1,110. Yeah, just if we did that normal piece, right? But that's $500 is so uh, priceless. Look, if you're not, yeah. where, you're not where you want to be, I mean, just look in the mirror because that's your competition. You guys not, not, you know, not able to say no or not, you know, trusting. And listen, I'm in that boat with you. This happens to me every day. And I'm, now we have virtual assistants that are in the Philippines and we've got some consultants who work for us and we've started to build a team. But now I have to, you know, Katie just told me I got to build time in my calendar to communicate with my team. Right? I'm not where I want to be because of me. It's not because of somebody else. But I also understand that, you know, failure is an event. It's not a person. Okay? I'm not a failure. It's just that my current systems and processes are failing <laughs> to, to where I want to get. So, Katie and I, for, so, for, for, so for nine weeks, right, $89. That's what we're going to do. We do $89 uh, to hop into this, you know, boot camp. It'll meet every Monday. I think we're looking somewhere mid-afternoon, so it's away from everybody's, you know, mm -hmm. morning meetings and stuff. It'll give you plenty of time to have your Monday and to really get clear about, okay, what's the most important thing I need to do this week so we can get closer to our results? So the link is there. Uh, Katie, if you're able to are you able to grab it and drop it in the chat? If not, you guys see yeah, it, I can. Uh, um, the bit.ly LBL accountability, because it's the law of accountability. I mean, that's what we want you uh, to do. So, so you, can, uh, you can sign up today. We'll start in the next week. Uh, you can buy the workbook actually separately. If you don't want to be a part of the accountability program, you can buy the workbook too. Um, and I'll send you that link in an email. But you know, we just want you know, better for you. And what we've learned is the best way to get improvement is to have is to have a system and a process and to repeat it over and over and over and over and over again until you start to see and get the results that you need i mean it takes it takes 30 to 90 days to create habits and let me tell you right now everybody we've been in this uh, quarantine for over two months now what habits what habits do you want to take out of this? There's a couple of habits I don't want to take out of this. <laughs> There's some things that I'm doing I shouldn't be doing that are not going to serve me when, you know, when maybe, you know, whatever the new world looks like, when the new world. So 
we talked a lot. I mean, we can't teach everything in, in an hour, right? You can't change habits in an hour, but hopefully give us one thing. Like what's, what's one thing of these five that really helped you today? So Katie and I know. So we taught you the law of priorities, right? Understanding that being active doesn't mean that I'm actually being productive or actually accomplishing it. I know that hurts. We learned the rule of the three R's. What's, what's, what's required of me? Uh, what do I get the greatest return at and reward? Katie taught us about KRAs and how, you know, your job description should be focused on key results, not necessarily, you know, you know, bullet points of tasks, right? We need to be focused on the results versus the task. Um, we talked about how to identify, you know, what my actual job is, <laughs> right? To get some clarity and, and ask my boss, because, you know, one thing I didn't, you know, mention is that, oh my gosh, there's, there's an activity we do where we ask everybody on the team to write down what they think they're responsible for. And then we give it to the head of the organization <laughs> after they write what they think everybody's responsible for. It's unbelievable how much disconnect so does not match. It never matched. <laughs> the first thing I would do is I'd say, what is it that I'm actually supposed to be doing? You're going to get a dumb look on their face. Cause they're going to be, I'm not really sure. Uh, and then how to calendar it, right? Like how to stop, you know, buying, calendars every year like and looking for the right one you, you know what one is the right one katie the one What's you need the one <laughs> well the one you use right just the one that you actually yeah use, right? whatever tool it is so whether it's google calendar or this guy what what doesn't work is having like seven different calendars because i got so many calendars so but these are all things that we'll continue to hit and reteach and i wrote a bunch of things down here about you know how to empower people we could teach during that accountability group uh how to how to learn and understand your rule of five um, and all those pieces so whew, i'm tired katie so what are you going to apply what are you going to change what are you going to teach we got a rule of of the three r's and kra's rules of three r's great food for thought three R, oh okay so the three r's are really good all right so we need to we need to maybe we'll do like a follow-up you know session on the rule of three r's for that so all right. Yeah, they were a big hit. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll keep hammering on 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 that one. So that's a that's a John that's a John Maxwell. Um, and so we'll pull that lesson out. Maybe we'll do something separate and send it to you guys so you have a better understanding. But that's what you know specifically we're going to teach them, I and that's what the workbook will focus on too. Is really getting to what is it that I'm responsible for, and make sure I know like what it is that I'm actually doing. Like what are the action barriers and blockers uh, that are causing me to have all these problems. So. Katie, any last words? Just remember that time is the great equalizer. We all have the same amount. Mm. The difference, you know, Mother Teresa had the same amount of time as the rest of us. So did Gandhi. You know, any great person had no more time than the rest of us, but somehow they were able to accomplish much more than most people. The difference is how they use their time. And the same is true for you. So if you define what's the what that what i do that gives the organization the biggest bang for its buck and spend most of your time doing that you're going to accomplish more than you ever desired and you're going to feel good you won't have that ticking time bomb in the back of your mind and you know so focus on what is what's your highest skill and give it to the organization and keep marrying those two and you're going to have a big payoff yeah, because until you don't, you're the lid on the success of not only yourself, but your entire organization. So chew on that one as a last thought, right? I mean, we are the lid to the success, our own success and the success 
of our team. So thanks for taking mm -hmm. the time with us today. Um, again today. You can come to our website at lbleaders.com. Email me at tom at lbleaders.com if you want more information or if you want to learn more about the accountability program, we'll send some stuff out. And be sure to share this with your team because I can highly guarantee you uh, that there's folks on your team who need better time management and an understanding of what they're supposed to do. So when you know, make sure when this recording's ready, you get it back out to everybody in the organization. And you guys have your own little mastermind group around it after you start improving your time management. Bye-bye, <laughs> everybody. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you.